This is Breakfast with Ben's podcast on the Fans First Network brought to you by Gerger Construction. It's not too soon to start planning your dream deck. They build decks year-round, and they're booking into spring and summer 2024. Gerger Construction is a small burg business specializing in decks, pergolas, railings, and fencing. Fully insured, licensed, and now offering financing options. Go to GergerConstruction.com to get your free project estimate or to schedule your deck safety inspection today. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to our weekly podcast here at the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex. Tim Benz and Joe Rudder with you. We are with you every Tuesday following Mike Tomlin's press conference. Joe, of course, our beat writer who covers the Steelers at Trib Live. And, Joe, the state secret remains as to who Mike Tomlin's video replay guy is. (laughs) Yes, it does. He wouldn't come out and say it. Makes me wonder if he has more than one, if he has one for each side of the ball, depending on circumstances. Um, You know, maybe that's the way he's doing it. Used to be Terrell Austin. That's no longer the case since he's defensive coordinator. So we don't know. know, that's, That's another one he prefers, as he likes to say, keep close to the vest. That's interesting. I hadn't thought of that, that it was more than one person. So we have two offensive coordinators now in Pittsburgh yeah. and more than one, maybe two, three video review guys. Maybe. I mean, you know, if, you know, if it's a play going against the offense, maybe they have a defensive coach dedicated to watching, you know, being instructed to do that and vice versa. If it's a play involving defense, maybe it's an offensive coach who's not really involved in what's going on right there. So I could see that being a possibility that, you know, he has more than one person doing it, but, uh, yeah, that was one that he should have uh, challenged and, uh, you know, I, I'm still a little uncertain of why he didn't. I'm uncertain of why it matters so much keeping that person anonymous. Is it because you just yeah. don't want your own coach to take blame in a situation like that? Because if it works out, that guy could be as famous and well-liked as Andy Saucier from the Penguins. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking of when you started talking about that. Yeah, you know, maybe he doesn't want to open that person up for criticism. Um, you know, whatever. He, Mike Tomlin has always acted that way, trying to keep things as, as tight as possible. So, you know, it's another mystery that will go on for another week at least. What did you see from the offense that made it so much more productive between the 20s? Throwing down the middle, you know, you, you know, throwing between the numbers, uh, getting the tight end involved. 
um, just playing, I don't know, more confidently, maybe more freer. Um, it just, you know, it seemed very rigid, you know, under the Matt Canada era. Maybe it was like, you know, a weight off their shoulders, you know, him being gone. And it just, they just seemed like a looser team, like a team that just kind of, you know, found its rhythm a little more than it had in first 10 games. When Eddie Faulkner spoke on Thanksgiving about empowering those around him, I thought that was probably the most meaningful quote of the 10 minutes that he interacted with us because Matt Canada had a reputation of being very insulated within his game planning and strategy. So I think it's big in that context if he is involving the other assistants on offense more, A. And B, I also thought that there might have been some perhaps subtle suggestion in that, that maybe Kenny Pickett's got some more control at the line of scrimmage or within games? He might, too, and that's one thing to find out. You know, does Kenny now have the ability to make changes? Can he change the actual play instead of just the, you know, the the alignment of where people should be? And that's something we'll probably have to find out this week. But yeah, I think, I think every, and I think, and I think it works better when everybody kind of does have a hand in it, and you're not keeping people isolated out of this, and, you know, that can lead to bitterness, hard feelings, that can trickle down into position rooms, um, you know, by bringing everybody kind of back together, you know, then they all can, you know, enjoy when you have a win like this and feel like they were a part of it. One thing I did notice, but I didn't notice it until Tomlin referenced it after the game, when he subtly and quickly mentioned the launch point difference for Pickett. You know, uh, one thing uh, that I saw was not so much him changing how he threw the ball, like sidearm versus over the top, like Patrick Mahomes, but it was he didn't seem to be throwing through so many clouded windows. You know, when he was saying change the launch points, did he, he really mean like move the pocket? And, and maybe did he have him back further in the pocket? I just felt like he wasn't struggling to look over the line as much as I felt in the past because he's not six foot five and a half like Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, he's not. He, he's not one of the taller quarterbacks. I mean, he's not Kyler Murray, but he's you know not a not a Ben Roethlisberger. Um, yeah, that, that that is interesting. You know, and I didn't really think too much about that either. But you know, something was different. He seemed like he had. You know, he had clearer more, windows, yeah, right? Clearer windows. You know, I don't recall. I don't know. Did he have any passes batted down? Um, he did get his hand hit once. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, but I, you know, in other games, you could see these guys knocking these passes down because they're right in his field of vision. I didn't sense that that was an issue with the Bengals, and you know, maybe they did move some things around. Uh, maybe that was something they intentionally worked on. You know, in the wake of you know the Pat Canada or Matt Canada dismissal. Not sure how much that you know that change played into anything. But yeah, he mentioned it. He brought it up, and uh, so obviously that was something he thought that had changed in the week. Regarding Arizona coming up, and frankly, let's do Arizona and New England together. I know we'll talk again in between games, even though it's a quick turnaround for the second Thursday night game of the year. Ugh. But uh, these two teams, I've heard the narrative already, Joe. I can't dismiss it because I've pushed the typical once or twice a year bad Tomlin loss thing more than anybody. But they largely avoided that in the second half of last year. Like Once they got going after the bye, they beat everybody they were supposed to beat. Looking back on it, they should have beat New England and the Jets at home a year ago. At the time, those two teams were playing pretty decently. So they've avoided the typical Tomlin bad loss. I mean, Houston, we all thought that was the case this year. Now you can argue Houston's as good, if not better, than the Steelers, to be quite honest, when it comes to their personnel and how they're playing. They're at least close, if nothing else. So I don't really now look back on it and say that was all that terrible of a defeat. So... 
these two games against the Cardinals and Patriots, um, they're bad teams. They're both two-win teams. They're both going to be drafting in the top five. I still think they win both games. I don't think they have the sneak up and bite you in the backside upset against either club. I think the Patriots game is ripe for 20 punts and a 10-7 Steelers win. (laughs) But I actually think this game against Arizona, you might get the combination of them going between 350 and 400 again and, and maybe getting, dare I say, 25 to 26 points on the board because this Arizona defense is not good. Yeah, the Arizona defense isn't good, but I also think, you know, I think of these two games coming up, I would think Arizona is the game they might, you know, be snake bitten against just because of Kyler Murray, you know, get, kind of getting back into a flow a little bit. Now, he didn't have that against the Rams, but just, you know, he's starting to work his way back here. It's going to take, you know, take a little bit of time to get going coming back from the injury, but I could see him giving them this problem. Just the whole quarterback mess in, in New England, I don't know if that, you know, I don't see how that's going to resolve itself. And I think that, you know, that makes, you know, the New England game pretty much, you know, pretty much a very winnable game for the Steelers. But yeah, I, I think they should be able to beat Arizona. Um, you know, it, I, it it could be the typical trap game, but it's not like you're going to look ahead to the New England game on Thursday. And, you know, you know, the only other thing I can think of is if you're confident looking at that schedule as a whole and saying, oh, well, we got these two winnable games here. You know, we don't have to do anything about that. But I'm pretty sure Mike Tomlin will have his handle on that. Yeah, I just I looked at what Kyron Williams did to them out of the backfield for Los Angeles, and I can just see Najee Harris and uh, Jalen Warren having a big day. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, and that's been the M.O. now the last four games is, you know, just getting that running game going. And, you know, the way that Najee Harris ran was the hardest I've seen him run in a while. Um, you know, breaking, you know, a couple 20-yard runs and just looking like the, you know, the effect of, you know, wearing the defense down back that they thought they were getting when they, you know, when they signed this guy. And, you know, we've seen only sporadically in his first two seasons, you know, that was the most encouraged I've been about him. And, and Jalen, you know, I think when you have that, then that gives Jalen Warren a better chance, you know, to fill that role that he does and, you know, to be the change of pace and a different kind of running back. One thing I am wondering is, What's Deontay Johnson going to give us on a week-to-week basis now? Because, <laughs> I mean, every week it feels like it's something with him. It's not quite to Antonio Brown levels yet, but the, he's given us something. And uh, two things this week. One is the reaction to the fumble from Jalen Warren and the fact that he didn't move. And let's start with that because it does strike me that Tomlin wasn't thrilled about how Deontay Johnson reacted. I mean, he didn't dismiss the question completely out of hand about or the concern that was advanced about why didn't he move. You know, he said he wasn't going to add any color or texture to it, but he also didn't dismiss it as something important because he did say that the players might talk to him about it. Yeah, I think I think by not saying anything, he spoke volumes about what his feelings were. He clearly wasn't happy about that. He, you know, at least he didn't say, "Oh, I didn't see that you have a chance to see the play." You know, he's done that before with us. Everybody on earth has seen that play by now, and it's been by you know dissected by so many people that he couldn't avoid it, and he had to know the question was coming i think you know he, he was going to come out here and say you know what he had to say and basically look deontay's got to own himself up for this one i can't speak for him he has to answer for it and, and i think more importantly he met it met it be out there whether he has told deontay personally or not he told it through us you're going to address this with your teammates you're going to tell them why you didn't hustle on that play and you know and i think that you know deontay can come out and spew whatever he wants to us you know, because he knows he could probably get away with it. But his teammates, he has to look them in the eye and, and you know, they're, they're not going to, you know, fall for any BS. 
And as far as going back to the replay thing for a second, they do need to figure it out because, you know, that was a very challengeable play. And whatever mechanism or whatever checks and balances they have, they got to do a better job with it because they can't just rely on getting the the good jumbotron look at home at Acrisure Stadium. Yeah, you you know, yeah, you can't do that. And, you know... Uh, you know, I, he said he was reluctant to call a timeout that early in the game. But when it—that's when like, you should do it. Yeah, exactly. But and when, you know, it—it's not just a catch at the twenty-yard line out of bounds. It's you know in the back of the end zone. It's going to give you a touchdown. You know, a touchdown pass from your quarterback, which you never get anymore. A chance to jump out to this early lead. Now he couldn't have known that there was going to be a fumble on the next play. But you know, it then it did, did make it third down instead of a touchdown. I just thought it was a prime situation. To you know, challenge the play. Uh, you know, at, at least, yeah. I don't. I don't see any reason why he shouldn't have. We'll see what they do this week against Arizona. Hopefully, no moments like that come into play against the Cardinals. They're bad. Twenty uh, sixth overall in total defense. They're one of the worst defenses in the league. Second from the bottom when it comes to points allowed. I think they're third from the bottom in rushing yards allowed. So maybe there will be multiple touchdowns, and we won't remember the one that was taken off the board. Yeah, yeah, maybe even one goes to Deontay Johnson because he certainly needs him after having won in about the last 30 games. All right, that'll do it for us. Joe and I will be back with you next week with a quick turnaround after the Cardinals game and before the Patriots game. So uh, stick with us and read us throughout the course of this week, and we'll have a ton for you in between games next week as well. This is... Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Breakfast with Ben's.